The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Good afternoon and good evening. Uh, this is Jill. Bonsoir. Bonsoir à ceux qui écoutent depuis un pays francophone. Welcome and welcome back um, to those who listened to a previous show. This week um, felt a little different, a little special. Um, one of the reasons uh, is that I didn't get any inspiration about the show until late, uh, what I would consider late, maybe this past Sunday or even Monday morning. And I was wondering, you know, why usually I get inspiration seven, eight or six days before the show. So I thought, thought it was very interesting. And then I decided to, to talk about the grail, the inner grail. You know, what does this mean? Um, it's a huge topic and I'm just going to scratch the surface today when it comes to, you know, my own, I wouldn't say my own approach, but my own, it's, it's about our life experience. You know, what, what is the grail? Uh, when I think about it is what is growing within, what is, what is burning within it. It's, it's like a fire. What is, um, what is happening, you know? In which direction, not so much uh, a physical direction or material direction our life is going, but in which uh, spiritual path, you know, I think uh, this is what the inner grail um, speaks to me. And I wanted to do something I wanted to, to do for a long time. I wanted to share something called the Great Invocation. And this is something that came initially, I, be, I believe it was, um, it came about right after the Second World War. So there was a clear, you know, need for cleaning and clearing and healing. And um, a lot of things happened, you know, and at this time and many more since. But I think possibly many people didn't expect a Second World War after the first one. And it's not that, you know, 1945 is not that far, far back. So I wanted to share today this great invocation, which works also very well, because um, I got some poems this week, uh, some quotes, and uh, but not anyone that I clicked with. So I'm going to share again this uh, invocation. There's a short introduction, which reads, 
Today, tonight, you should consider this divine journey of life, consciousness, spirit, and join with many, many souls and recite, as will many, as will many fellow seekers and aspirants, masters and cellars, what is known as the Great Invocation. The Great Invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into our minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into our hearts. May love increase on earth. From the center where the will, where the will of God is known, let purpose guide our wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call humanity, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. This is a a very powerful invocation. I have something, you know, when I recite it, something happens. It's not like tears come, but there's maybe mist covering my eyes. And um, it's not an invocation that I read on a regular, read or recite aloud uh, on a regular basis. But maybe it's a time, you know, thanks to you listening today, it's a time for me to reconnect to this invocation and and um, and dwell in it in a sense the last verse is really the one that calls me when in talk about the door where evil dwells so I will read it one more time from the center which we call humanity let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. And I think this is what has been happening, I mean, since time immemorial, since the beginning of times, I don't know, going back to Lemuria or Atlantis, as uh, our good sister Judith Kuzel explained to us what happened then. We seem to have lost some, uh, a big piece of memory back then, and that's what we're trying to regain but if you think about this, um, this metaphor of sealing the door where evil dwells, you know, there's, there is still uh, so much evil seeping through in so many various ways. And um, it's amazing. I mean, you read the news and you see what happens. I mean, I don't read the news, I don't watch TV, but still, you catch glimpses of it. Or you, I talk to my wife and she's much more knowledgeable than I am about what's going on. And it's corruption here, it's crime there, it's rape out there. It's, it's, it doesn't end. And you would think that we made progress as a, a society, as a humanity, as a whole world, as a planet, 
you know, since this, uh, the end of the Second World War, since the time when this uh, great invocation was given to us. And, and yet, you know, I think many people question the, the fact that, you know, why is all of this happening? You know, if there's God on earth, I mean, why is this, all this misery, all this heartache, all this, all these calamities happening and taking place? I think it has, if I go back to, to my life, I think the best way to, I'm not planning to answer that question today, but the best way to look at it, you know, there's a big saying that says, as above, so below. And if you look at what goes out, or what happens in the, in the macrocosm, in the big picture of the world where we live in, and then reflect back into your own life, you can see a reflection. I don't know if reflection goes from the big to the small or to from the small to the big. I think it goes both ways. But I've been doing, you know, when I look at my life and what was happening 10 years ago, the amount of, of negative thoughts, uh, the amount of judgment I was making about people, I still make quite a bit of judgment. Just one about our neighbor across, across the, the path here. But I mean, I can tell, I can, I can clearly tell there was progress in my life. Fortunately, you know, I'm here for a reason. And um, there's been progress in the world as well. Thanks to varying people, institutions and sources. At least since, I think, 1948, we have uh, the United Nations. And they seem to be a very busy organization. Nothing is clearly perfect out there, but the work they do is very valuable. Especially I'm thinking about the work with UNICEF, you know, for the kids, kids around the world. That are, so many of them have not enough food on their plates. They may not even have a plate. And so, again, when I think about the way the world is going and still what, what's happening that is not quote-unquote, quite right. I go back to my life, and what I can uh, harbor, in a sense, is gratitude. Gratitude for all the work that I've been doing, that I've been led to do, thanks to the guys that I have or had, you know, thanks to the coaches uh, with whom I worked. I work or worked. I worked for two years. I think I mentioned that, working with Lev Natan, uh, for two years, between April of 2011 and April of 2013. And in the beginning, in the first few sessions, at least I would say until June of 2011, we did a lot of clearing and cleansing work. But things happening in my own life, it was amazing. There was still so much pain. Uh, you know, something to do with my childhood. I, I talked about that at great length. Uh, during the first few episodes of the show in, in, in January and February, so I don't need to revisit that. But I can tell that there was, there was a need there, and there was especially a companion on the path. And it's, it's usually important to have a companion on the path, to have uh, or, or many companions on the path. I believe that the people around us the ones that are supporting us, you know, our family, our close friends, our working professionals. When I talk about a coach, a coach is also a working professional. 
are here for a reason, to sustain our, to sustain our growth, to sustain our cleansing. And uh, again, I'm very grateful and I value their input. And I think I will be saying a few words today again about uh, my, what I call, who I'm called, my, my energy coach, um, Scott Smith. And the work we've been doing, we work every other week. And still the work we're doing is at, I think, a different level. You know, if I think about the metaphor of the cave, I'm much more, I'm at much deeper level into the cave than I was two or three years ago when I was working with Lav. And the kind of work I'm doing with Scott is, is much more, much more spiritual, much more, it has a lot with, a lot to do with cleaning my chakras or cleaning my auric field. And he gets a lot of messages and inspirations from my own guides or from his own guides that I don't get because of my so-called blindness or because of the veils that I'm covered with, you know, on an etheric level. So I'm saying this because, uh, because it's helpful. It's helpful to be working with people. I'm not saying you should, I guess. It's a very personal decision. But when I think about the way I got connected to Scott, the reason I got connected to Scott, I may have mentioned that before or earlier, is because of a little cube, a cube called Metatron's cube. Metatron is an archangel. And there's a, a guy in Colorado. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment was building these kind of uh, cubes and, and objects um, that are allowing us to, to connect to a different dimension in the universe and especially a different dimension within us. And, and it's, it's amazing how it works. You know, I mentioned my experience in the retreat last October in Breckenridge, reconnecting with my past and, and the guilt that I've been feeling about my dad not being, in, not being able to help him during his, uh, some critical times back home, at dinner especially. And um, the reason I was introduced to Scott is because I wanted more information about this Metatron's cube. I was very intrigued by it. I could sense that there was something, uh, something of interest uh, for me, something of uh, useful in a sense. And yet, oftentimes, you know, there, there's like a pool. That's how I can sense things sometimes about about an object or about a person. I've been connecting um, recently with people, and I could sense a pool. You know, there's there. <laughs> You know, there's something, it's hard to tell, it's hard to describe with words. That happened to me two days ago with a guy in France, I will be talking about him um, in the next segment. And, um, and so about this cube, this Metatron's cube about, last year I wanted to get more information about it and, and you know, how do you use it and what do you do with it. And uh, the people at the... I connect. That's I can't get the name of the company that sells those uh, cubes and objects. 
uh, introduced me to Scott Smith, and uh, we spent a good uh, a good hour um, talking about the cubes and different things. And there was a clear sign to me was very very interesting um, when I spoke with Scott for about an hour. It was a Saturday, Saturday morning in New Jersey at the time. I could start seeing colors and um, like two domes, two shapes, round shapes in front of my eyes, in front of my, when I close my eyes, in front of me. And that had never, never happened to me before and still doesn't happen very often. So to me, it was a clear sign about his, um, his energy, his, his, his capacity and his, his skills. And just the conversation itself was very um, pleasant, very engaging. And he, he offered me, you know, a session for free. And so I took it and then uh, enjoyed it and then signed up for many more sessions. We've been together for over a year now, a year and a half, almost. Oh, no, not quite. And yet there's a part of my mind that says, you know, now it's time to stop. There's always this, you know, these nudges that are coming from... Um, from a part of yourself which is not really working towards your own uh, development. And so um, that's my little anecdote or story about Scott. Scott Smith, if you want to listen to the show where he came, um, he came on, I think it was April 27th or 23rd, one or the other. The last show in April of this year. So feel free to go back to it if you want to. Um, he's also, Scott is also an empath, which means it can, um, it can have access to your feelings in a sense. And it's pretty amazing sometimes what he tells about my immediate family. We haven't talked about my immediate family very much uh, lately because of all what happened, uh, geographically speaking in our lives. But, um, he has that ability, that, that skill, that, um, that gift of being able to sense, be, be, to sense be, beyond the person he's talking to because of the closeness. He can sense your emotional DNA in a sense. And um, that's pretty amazing. And what he says is really spot on. And um, very grateful for that. So again, it's just a little, uh, a little aside to, to tell you about the kind of work I've been doing with him. It's on a regular basis. Uh, with others, it's like more like once in a while. And um, there's everything else beyond in terms of communication and connection. And there's so many ways we can uh, connect with the universe and with um, everyone that crosses our path. So it's really, um, to me, it's really um, searching for the grail within is really such an, an amazing experience. So thank you very much. I will um, talk to you after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 866 Four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening. It's a beautiful day outside. I enjoy very different kinds of trees here in Washington State compared to New Jersey. I have to look up. We live on a hill, so the trees are very tall. Um, They're pointing up to the sky. It's such a beautiful uh, view. And I can only see the blue, the blue behind the trees. So I hope that your life is very blue as well or that you're working towards the blue. So I I wanted to talk about this grail thing. And there's many ways to relate to that. Searching for the grail. You know, when I thought back about um, last week's show, which was really about putting the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle of our life together, piecing the puzzle in a sense, it's um, it's a lifetime activity, I guess, uh, and um, there are moments when you don't seem to make. Well, I don't seem to make much, much progress, and there's moments when things are going so fast I, I can't keep up, and it looks like um, in the past week or so, I mean, so many people, at least two new people, came into my life. I mentioned a sister last week, and I quoted her words. She had a dream, I think, about um, putting her own thousands pieces of the puzzle together. And then another man um, I met on Facebook. I do a lot of, you know, wandering around on Facebook, and, and when I see a comment that I like, I go and see who else, you know, like that comment. And then I click on the person's name and look at the profile. And that's how I find about... 
other people that are mystically speaking connected with me in a different time. And just to tell you about my last connection with a guy called a French guy, his last name doesn't sound very French. His name is Guy, Guy in French or Guy in English. Eche Going Berry. I couldn't tell where the name is from. Eche Going Berry. And um, again, there's, that's my feel, that's my sense. When I look at a profile, there's something that grabs me. Spiritually speaking, it's more than the person's face. I can't see his face very well. Uh, I'm looking at his picture on Facebook now. But there's something, you know, there's something that's like, it's like, the best way to describe it is like blood flowing through your veins. There's a message from within that tells you, that, that pulls you into this person's um, energy. And that's what has been going on in the past, I would say in the past, you know, three to four weeks. And this person I thought I would have to, to connect, would be a good idea. And uh, on his page, I assume he's based in the south of France, and he's a publisher. He's the, the head or the director of a publishing company called GE Diffu Diffusion. It's a French word to distribute. And um, there's a book. He's promoting a book called uh, Code, Code, sorry, Code A.A. Rennes-le-Château. And I've been talking about Rennes-le-Château so many times before. I've been talking about this portal to, you know, this stargate leading us out to the universe, to Arcturus. Uh, I believe it's Arcturus, uh, talking about the Cathar M, the, the Bouvier. And um, again, I didn't connect with this person and his book. I don't know if, I don't think it's his book, but the book that he's promoting by accident. You know, there, there was some kind of energy, some kind of, you know, a, puzzle, a piece of the puzzle was laid down some time ago. And then it was searching for the next one, the next one sitting next to it. And I came across this guy and we exchanged a message uh, last night. It was midnight here, I guess about 9 a.m. in France and he responded to my inquiry. And that's when I learned that... Um, is the publisher of this book, which I haven't looked into yet. And it's also very, very mystical. Because yesterday, some, again, some kind of energy, some kind of mystical pull guided me to order books about, not only about Rennes-le-Château, but about the, the famous painting that I mentioned earlier on, The Shepherds of Arcadia by Nicolas Poussin. Uh, I think it's a painting that was um, done around 1634 or 1650. And there's a lot of mystery into this painting. And there's a connection to the, to the enigma, to the riddle uh, of Rennes-le-Château and to access to this portal. And apparently the book that uh, Guy Chegoringberry is promoting is very much about this, you know, Enigma, the connection to Christianism, uh, the connection to the I am presence, he said. So there's something much bigger than we, I think, in this, in this place. I don't know about the book, 
but Ren le Chateau is, um, is a magical place on Earth. It's a portal. And there's many more portals like this around, um, around the Earth. I think uh, Judith Kuzel talked about um, quite a few of them. She talked also about pyramids. So many more pyramids than the one we see in Egypt are lying underground, obviously, around the world. And, you know, you may be connected in a previous life, I don't know, to uh, some sort of a portal. It's a portal you may have used in the past to do whatever kind of spiritual work um, that you had to do. You may have been coming through that portal from your isle or planet of origin. Who knows? There's so many things that are possible once you start diving into the universe. It's a very different world out there. And I'm not, I'm not quite there, but it's, by that I mean I'm learning about all these other galaxies and possibly the one that I came, that I came from. And it's a very different world out there. It's not quite the world, it's not quite the, the life that we are used to on this planet. But I don't think I'm ready to talk about that and my, my, my spiritual origins. I have to figure things out. I have to, I have to work on my inner grail um, to do this. I'm not at the point where I'm mastering quite a few things there. I have, you know, I wouldn't even call that tidbits, but I have elements of the puzzle. And the elements that I'm putting together at the moment are about my past lives. I believe I mentioned my life as Caleb. At the time, Yeshua was um, walking the earth. I have another very meaningful life as a knight of the round table. A knight of, you know, sitting at the table of uh, King Arthur. And this one also is a big part of my life puzzle. And all the connections there, I'm not quite, you know, sure of. So I'm, I'm wandering, I'm meandering. And, and um, another big piece of my puzzle that I mentioned earlier on is, is Raymond de Perey, the, the Lord of Montségur, the Cathar. And here also I'm, I'm putting pieces together. I can see a clear connection between these three lives. Um, I don't know why. It's, again, something that I can sense within. Where is it going to lead me? I don't know. And then we have this uh, Rennes-le-Château thing towards the end of the 19th century and all what was going on. At the time, it seemed that I was told by Master Joal that I was um, a teacher in, in Paris at the time. So I was, I was in France but I wasn't so much in, in the south of France. So more than, than pieces of the puzzle, I think I'm talking here about um, leading threads. And I don't feel that I, I need to fill in the void, you know, what happened between, between these three lives. I think it's much more a question of, um, of digging, of exploring, of spelunking of going into the cave, the cave of my life, the cave of my soul. 
and getting closer every day to my higher self and what he wants to communicate with me. I'm not at a point where I can go within and talk to my higher self openly. Many people can do that. Many people can tune in. I'm thinking about Aruna, the Aruna Byers, um, the woman based in, uh, in Japan that I worked with. Here's another coach, an awakening coach. I worked with her for a mere three or four months right before I took a trip to Japan last year. It was also very, very mystical and very timely. And um, she's one that opened, you know, doors to me, doors within. And I have still so much more to explore in that area. But I was talking about going into the cave, going into the cave and finding the meaning of, you know, what is important to me, the meaning of some of my lives. How do they connect, I think, and that's the key question. How do they connect to my present identity? Not so much as Gilles Asselin. That's my 3D identity. But how do they connect to my, to my spiritual beingness in this lifetime? And it goes back to the question, you know, why am I here? Why are we here? Are we here to enjoy life? Yes, we are. Are we, are we here to procreate and have kids? Yes and no, it depends on people, I guess. But it's certainly a very noble, um, noble goal that I can live for. But there's something a little, um, something that tickles you within, that tickles me within for sure. And that is taking me to a different place. And that place is a place within. It's a place of searching. Again, whatever the grail means to you, there's a f supposedly a physical grail. I have some sort of an idea of what this grail is all about. But there's many ideas like this floating around, you know, there's... Some people talk, when it comes to the grail, they talk about the chalice or the cup that um, Jesus, Yeshua, uh, drank from. Uh, personally, I'm not looking for a physical object. Uh, I'm much more looking for something within, something that will be revealed to me. It doesn't sound like um, information. I don't know what it is, but it feels like from within, there's something that can be accessed. As above, so below. So again, it's a question of accessing and, and, and penetrating the universe. I was talking about Rennes le Chateau and this portal. There's a function out there in Rennes le Chateau and many other places in the world that allow us to connect with something else in the universe and something which is so much bigger than where we are on this planet Earth. And again, it's something, we may think it's out there, but it's primarily within. 
the, the universe is the reflection of who we are, and we are a reflection of the universe as well. It's like the metaphor, you know. I'm sure you've heard that, but there's one drop of water in the ocean. But I'm sure you realize as well that the ocean is the drop of water as well. And it's the same, same principle with the universe. The universe and us, we are the universe to the extent that the universe is us. The infinity of the universe is within us. And that's what I'm, you know, digging for. Again, it's not a very conceptual. I can't do this with my mind. I can't do this with my ego mind. I have to use a different... The word place doesn't seem to fit. I have to use a different archetype, you know, within me. A soul archetype. A mission archetype. Uh, a beingness archetype, you know, that, that goes beyond my, my ego self and my limited boundaries that think about me as a unique physical human being. Yes, I have a body like everybody else. But it's only the first, I would say the first skin, the first shell. There's much more beyond that body. There's, I mentioned that earlier. There's the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, and so many more bodies um, that we are not aware of. And yet, when we send out energies into the universe, there is usually... Uh, like a boomerang effect. Something is getting back to us. Be it, you know, a question of meeting new people or receiving something that we need. And it could definitely be money or a new job or a new career, a new partner. Whatever it is that we need, I think it's, uh, it's a question of opening up to the universe. And I'm thinking here about, the, I mentioned a friend um, last week, about 10 days ago, who came to me for, I thought he was coming to me for guidance. And the response I gave him, as I briefly explained last week, is uh, please open up to the universe. Open up your life to the universe. Please communicate with the universe. The universe has all the answers simply because the universe is in you to the same extent that the universe is in me and every one of you. And I asked him, you know, to come up with questions. Questions about, he had a burning issue about where to go uh, from a large city in Southern Europe. And he could very well be going home. I think he's packing at the moment to go home in another country in Southern Europe. And so, and so be it. I don't think that his immediate questions were answered. But what I told him, you know, who knows? Who knows what can happen when you go home? Maybe something, I don't know what something is, but it's calling you home. And this is the reason you're going home. By home, I mean the place where he was born, the place where he grew up. And he's going back to a job that doesn't feel very 
enlightening. It's a job of teaching English as a second language. And yet, you know, who knows what kind of connections he is going to make. I don't know how long he's been away from home, maybe 20 years, maybe 25 years. But he's going home as a different human being just by the, the growth, the growth rings that he accumulated over the years, the spiritual growth, but also the intellectual growth as well. He initially contacted me as a, as a colleague in the field of cross-cultural training and language training. So he's learned quite a bit. And, you know, interestingly enough, he used to live in the Seattle area where I am now. So again, talk to the universe. Ask anything you want to the universe and the answers will come. Again, they may not come according to your ego schedule. They may not come according to what your mind wants to have because the mind, the mind wants things, if not yesterday. They want things right away. You have to make an important decision. You have two days to do it and you're not getting any answer. And maybe, and this will be my last thought for this segment, maybe not getting any answer is the answer. Thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jeel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again. <clears throat> Excuse me, this is Jill. 
nurturing the spiritual spelunker in all of us. Quite a beautiful work. I was talking about, um, right before the break, about communicating with the universe and, and getting answers or no answers from the universe. And, um, and my last words were about, you know, maybe getting no answer is the answer. Who knows? I think the universe does know, and oftentimes we don't. And during the break, a friend of mine was living, uh, was living, um, listening to the show live, um, sent me some questions, and she said, "Is if not getting any any answer is the answer? Does that mean more patience, clarity, and insight is needed?" before being shown the next steps. And I would say, my response was, it may, who knows? The universe does, for sure. And um, does it mean more patience, clarity, and insight are needed? I, I don't know. I think it's, it varies so much from situation to situation, from person to person. You know, I've been... I've been so amazed the way our move to Seattle came around or came about. We came here for 12 days in April to look around. It was like uh, what we call in our field a look-see trip, you know, to see if this place would be a good place for our family. The three of us, we came together. We looked at one school. We started looking around for a rental place and nothing popped out. You know, in the end, we went back. And it's interesting because the first thing that happened when we went back, the first, I can clearly remember that, it must have been April 24th. In the morning, I could hear my heart singing. Singing because I was back in New Jersey. And my interpretation of that is that, you know, we didn't accomplish anything in Seattle. We are coming back empty-handed. And that's a sign that, you know, we are meant to stay in New Jersey. And three months down the road, not even three months, I think, and things started shifting around in June. Shifting around, and things started turning around. And suddenly, within you know, a week, the decision was made. The movers were booked. It's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Again, there was, or there is, something spiritual at work. You know, when there's a saying that, that says, when the student is ready, the master shows up. And that's the same thing, you know, when you're ready, when we, <clears throat> excuse me, when we are ready, when our life, or this part of our life is ripe, things happen. And again, they happen a certain way, which may not be the way our mind looks at it. You know, I was more or less convinced that we would be staying in New Jersey, and we started looking at houses in New Jersey. Not so much rental, but um, buying. Not for very long, but nothing again, nothing, nothing of interest. No, 
no being hooked up, if you see what I mean. You know, that's like, again, a question of energy, energy of the place. The energy calls you too. There's the energy of the people, but I think a place has a lot of energy. And this place in the Northwest, the energy feels very, very different from, uh, from the East Coast. I can't tell why. I can't quite tell why, but there's something else at work. And so what I'm saying is like, again, we may get answers or we may not. But it doesn't mean that nothing is working. And we may get answers down the road, six months, a year, ten years. I remember also, um, it was a very big question I had towards the end of the, the 90s. I was a Buddhist back then. And I started the company that I mentioned, the consulting and training company, back in 1995. And the beginning was not easy, obviously. And you would think that after a few years, you know, a company would start to, sales would start to raise, and the company would start to bloom. And it didn't happen. It was still difficult, like three or four years down the road. And I was asking a, a Buddhist leader, you know, why is it so? And I don't think he has any, any ready answer. He said it's going to happen to you within a year or two. And within a year or two, nothing happened. We were still struggling. And, um, you know, it took me 20 years to come, not 20, but a few more years to realize that I wasn't made to do this kind of work for the rest of my life. But back in 1997, 98, I was asking this question, and I said, why is it that the company is not, is not growing? It's not making much progress. And the very interesting thing, I think, the best year we had, I think, was 2008, 2009. That's where we made the most money in the company. And by then, I would say it was already too late. <laughs> it's interesting to say too late when you make too much money. But um, I was already moving into a different, um, a different part of my life. I think I mentioned that also. By the time the year 2002 came, 2003, I realized that I was meant to be doing something else. But um, I also knew that it would take me you know, quite a bit of time to transition, in a sense to transition into a different kind of work because something had to be birthed from within. Something had to be cocooned. And the cocoon is only within, you know. Nobody can come with you into the cocoon. It's, this is your cocoon. This is your life. This is your whatever is happening within. This is your own process. This is your own spiritual puree, providing there's a puree happening within. And so... Again, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't look into it and say, this is what's going to happen to you. And my best advice or my best you know, guidance when I come across people with questions is to you know, ask them to go within and do some more spelunking and explore what is within and what creeps up, you know, most of the time is, is fear. Fear of the unknown, you know. What if I make a bad decision? 
What if I go home after 20 years wandering around the world teaching ESL, English as a second language, and realize it's not the right thing for me? And to that I would say, yes, but if you don't go home, if you stay in the same place where not much is happening, how will you know? You have to go home. You have to go to the place where your heart is. And maybe you will get a message. Maybe you will get someone coming into your life out of the blue. You know, the way two people came into my life in the past week or so. I think these two people are important for different reasons. But they both seem to be bringing, back, bringing, bringing me back to the Cathar, my Cathar life and my Cathar mission. And it's something that I value very much. So I think what is necessary along the path is to, to master, to cultivate, to nurture what I call spiritual confidence. I mentioned that early on also in the show. I think in connection with faith. If you have faith, faith in the universe, faith in the grail, faith in the grail within you, there is a grail, whatever this means to you and me, there is a grail within us that is growing. And it's... Um, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it because, because it's, not, it's not possible to describe it. And yet, you get signs along the way. And a very beautiful sign I would like to possibly leave you on. I was talking about the Grail with a, a group of people on, on Facebook. And one person posted a long message about the inner grail as well. So the timing in terms of the show, me talking about the inner grail, and me listening to my inner prompting late during the week, they all came together in a very subtle and beautiful way. And at the same time, this person who made a, um, a long post about the inner grail posted a picture a picture of a woman, she was holding a cup, a chalice, if you want. I'm doing the gesture now in both hands, you know, both hands together, holding a very large cup in her hands at the chest level. And again, picture that. It's a round, you put your hands in a circle, your fingers pointing up, if you'd like to do that gesture. And she was holding a cup. And that was Tuesday evening when I read that post. And the magic, or the miracle of the grail, is that I did the exact same, the exact same gesture with my coach, my energy coach that afternoon, four or five hours before reading the post. This is such a huge sign, you know, a huge sign about being aligned. Being aligned with what wants to grow within your life. Being aligned with what, what wants to grow. It may be things about a, a, a shoot. 
that is coming out of our lives. That's the image that comes to mind. It's something growing within. It's the grail. But the grail is alive. It's alive within us, brothers and sisters. And this is what we need to cultivate. This is what we need to nurture. Whatever it means, the grail will reveal itself to you. I just, I don't know when. The timing, the time is not important. Timing is. But my last words today will be, please take care of your grail. Take care of your inner grail. And listen to the messages it is sending you. The inner messages coming from your soul. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. We'll be right back.